This week on Invasion, the podcast, DC shows us their dark side. We talk about nostalgia, and should we just let things go? And I see how strong Joe is with the Force. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion, the podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. I'm, as always, Paul uh, Boppet Stedman, and to my, and to my left, as always, is Joe Ecto Cooler Peters. Ah, oh, Ecto Cooler. I don't know why I gave myself Boppet. I was Bop trying it? to think of something like, hey, remember that? That was fun. I never liked Boppet. I don't know. Was like, that that thing that you would, no, that was Skip It. No, it was, was like Boppet Bop Hit It, something, something. You know, it was like, it was like, uh, it was like Simon for like really annoying people. Where you had to memorize, like, how, you know, like you do things in an order. Oh. Like, twist it, bop it, something, something, stab somebody. I don't, it was, wow. yeah. You know, that why did, sounds violent. Why did, why did I pick that? Because it was not of my time. Like, I should have picked something like, like, um, Pogo Ball or something. But then I don't want to be known as Pogo Ball Paul because that would be a really bad. Pogo Ball Paul? <laughs> yeah. Like, that sounds like a bad gangster name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, watch out. He'll just come over and with some force, try to hop over there, but then fall off and then probably mess his feet up mm. and be sad. Did, did you have a pogo ball? No. Oh, that was like the thing to have. I don't know why, but. Sorry, I wasn't that cool. The commercials made it way more fun than it really was. All was those like, commercials made everything way, for, it, way, <laughs> way more fun than it was. It was like, this looks like it's fun. And I'm like, this is exercise. They <laughs> lied. And I'd always get blisters on my feet. I did like from music. Anyway, so. I don't, again, I don't know why I did that. So, um, a lot to get to. Uh, so we'll just see, we'll see if I'm going to go two for two or, or I should say two for however many shows we've had here. Let's, let's see, let's see if this is going to happen. Good news, everyone. I'm just so excited that I press things and things happen, and yeah. it sounded I thought it you're sounded gonna, remotely professional. I thought amazing. you were going to jinx yourself. I thought I was going to, too. I thought I was going to press the button, and then my phone would just fall apart or whatever. Not phone. My super awesome soundboard and technology <laughs> that I have here. Um, we do have a pretty cool soundboard, though. No, we have like, we have like cool-looking equipment, and then, then I use my iPhone for the sounds and then my my fingers are approximately four inches wide and then i try pressing it it's like i'm like the thing trying to tr touch things i'm like i just need to wear a trench coat and a hat and it's like <laughs> it's, and go to yancey street you know and that's that's pretty much what i feel like um so uh, in news we got we got some stuff to talk about uh like do we want to start off with uh the dc or do we want to go you want. okay uh, i know i know you wanted to start with the who okay so so <laughs> considering that I have really, really good timing of being excited about things. And then like, um, like Joe got me interested in Battlestar and I started watching it. And then there was like a big delay between the seasons. Oh yeah. And then, um, yeah, they, th they had a really weird hiatus. Yeah. And I was like, but you got me hooked on this and now yeah. we're there. Where is there more? And then that didn't happen for a while. So I, you know, I, I like the doctors who, um, we talked about last week and I was really excited to start watching more of the Capaldi stuff, which I did get a couple more episodes in the Capaldi. Um, I was telling you last week of how it's hard to not have a favorite doctor. I kind of got to say, I think he might be my favorite doctor Whoa. because he is cranky 
and just there, I watched the Robin Hood episode where Robin and his merry men kept laughing, and he was like, "What's with the laughing?" And I was like, "I like this guy a lot." And then also the whole bit where they're stuck in a jail cell, and it's like, "We'll starve to death," and he's like, "No," because I'll 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 take longer to die. And he was taking pride in that, trying to like what up Robin Hood about like I could live longer than you. <laughs> and it was just really, it's just I really enjoyed it. So anyway, found out that um, uh, Stephen Moffat, the showrunner of who. Uh, is he's uh, stepping down after this last the, the 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 next season, not the last season? So it's season ten is that? I think it's ten is what's coming. Yep. Um, so he's stepping down. He's handing the reins over to uh oh, forget the guy's name now. It starts with the C. Um, the guy it was someone who's written a number of Doctor Who episodes. Also was the main um, writer behind Torchwood. Uh, he's taking over okay. show running uh, duties. So he, I think he was responsible for like Captain Jack Harkness as one of the companions. So everyone's like not wanting him to come back to like bring back Jack. That would be really um, cool if they brought him back. It'd be fun. So he's taking over the show, uh, but they're waiting. So they're going to do a Christmas special this year, but they're not doing any new who until, until next year. So my goal this year, my nerdy resolution was to get caught up on Dr. Who, which now it looks like I have plenty of time to do that. Like I now I just now I'm going to watch it all and be like, well, now what do I do? And then people are going to tell me to watch the early episodes, and I'm going to say no. What's going to happen? <laughs> no, you're going to pull a Joe. So so the, the <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, no, ah, I'm good. The rumor is that like you know you had Tenet for three seasons, um, Matt Smith for three seasons, and this will be Capaldi's third season. So the rumor is that like he, he and Moff are going to go off in the sunset and then let the the new showrunner start with his Doctor. That's a good idea. Yeah, it just it just feels like for a time lord that's ageless, he he keeps his bodies all around for like three years at a time. It's really bizarre. It's like you you burn through this. You keep, keep hold on to the receipt. Something's not right because you're going through bodies like fast. And the, the first guy stuck around for like nine hundred years. Like you know, <laughs> like the old man doctor was around forever. Yeah. And then now it's just like oh oh this body's dry clean only. I screw this one up. And then they <laughs> they keep switching. I got a paper cut regenerate. So I, I'm, it'll be interesting. I just, now that I finally got caught up to speed, it's like, you, you take it away from me now. Damn you, BBC. That's, I think that's one, what it, one American watcher. I think that's what it does to you though. Yeah. Like you get, you get, you get invested in three se- seasons and you're just ready to keep going. And then it's just like, I've got to start over. <laughs> but I kind of think that's part of the magic of it. Because if you think about a lot of shows, like I can think of some shows off the top of my head, uh, like Game of Thrones is one of them for me where it's like once I got into the season three and I was like watching season four, I'm just kind of like, eh, kind of losing a little interest. <laughs> like, and I know a lot of people who are, are huge Game of Thrones fans would probably like throw rocks at me and things, but like I, t- no, they'd be your friends to your face and then win your trust over and then kill you at the worst yeah. possible moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Joe doesn't know this. I've been playing the long game for like the past 10 years with him. It's coming <laughs> to slowly in the gardens of betrayal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I tapered off in the fourth season, and this then, podcast is a ruse. Or no, in the third season, I watched the third season. In the fourth season, I haven't even watched because I'm just oh. like, eh. I. I just, but I it, think with Doctor Who, it refreshes enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you know, just give it three years. It might be something that you might like at that point. But like some shows just kind of get run into the ground. Like uh, The Office just drug drug on way well, too long. Well, that will that'll be funny. That's going to kind of tie in a little yeah. bit about what we're, we have for our main topic. So you're right. There there is stopping points, and I think. With and again, we talked about it last week. And I then think, they made that movie about The Office recently. Oh, thirteen hours. <laughs> thirteen hours. <laughs> what? Well, because Roy and Jim are in it. Oh, the yeah, the Benghazi movie. The okay, Benghazi. yeah. Roy's in that too. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's funny. So, were they going over there to fight for Pam's they love? They were. <laughs> the, somebody posted. You should have had Rain Wilson as a government official. It would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. He would have been assistant to the president. Assistant. Like, <laughs> 
that would have been. It's like you. It's like you're the assistant president. No, I'm the assistant to the president. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been amazing. Anyway. And then you find out they're going over there just to to fight for the rights for paper products. Uh huh. Like all the trees over there. That's why there's no trees. It was all paper. Anyway. I, anyway. Um. So, uh, we talked about who. Uh, next next bit here was uh, you had mentioned that uh, there's some dark side coming to DC. Yeah, DC teased, uh, or DC, or whoever teased uh, Image. <laughs> DC. Whoever. I don't know who the Warner Brothers. They, yeah, they like, own DC, so sure. Yeah. Do they own them? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Warner Brothers, own, yeah, they own DC. Outright. I thought That's, it was like more of a rights thing partnership. No, they they were, they, that was the big deal, that they bought DC a few years before uh, Disney bought Marvel. So there was the big fear that like, you know, oh, now Warner Brothers owns them. What's going to happen in terms of the comics? Mm. And I think at least they've kind of kept their hands out of that. Just the movies, they can't seem to do right. But you're going to mention the movies right now. The movies right now. So Batman versus Superman image popped up, uh, and it showed basically Batman overlooking a like a like a like a barren desert with a city in the background, kind of, and then on the ground, uh, like like a huge etched like Omega symbol, which foreshadows Darkseid. So I'm guessing that they're going to kind of like use that as a as a jumping point as to like dark sides forecoming because just from snippets of the trailer uh there's there's scenes of um uh batman in the desert fighting some people or something like that and i have a feeling that that maybe may 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 or may not tie into like a flash forward uh from like you know batman versus superman so but i think that was the same image style that they used for this but it basically definitely foreshadowed dark side yeah it just i i feel like i feel like the 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 dc movies the like the new crop that they're supposedly putting out i don't think they've earned the the street cred yet to foreshadow future events i think you gotta just give us a couple solid movies and then get us excited about what's coming like um you know it's just not that i'm saying that like marvel can do no wrong because i mean they've you know not not every one of their movies have been perfect and i feel like the further you go along their big event movies might become more of a mess mm-hmm. but the like they did it right of kind of like even at the end of the first iron man movie it's like here i'm here to talk to you about the avengers initiative it's like now you know that's coming and that was way like you just your mind like it was like what was that like three years before the movie came out you like you're so excited for that and I feel like if you do you, if you do the groundwork right, then you can deserve the payoff. Don't go hinting at bigger things to come when you haven't well, even got through the first bit yet. I feel like they're trying to do a catch up. They're they're <laughs> constantly trying to play like a catch up to them. You know. Well, that's why I feel like this Wonder Woman movie might actually be good in the sense that it's like, even though I don't like that it's coming out after Batman vs Superman, yeah. I feel like it's its own thing. It could be its own good standalone story, and it could it doesn't have to tie in. It's just it's just the story of her, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm down with that, and I know that they're teasing like a future cyborg movie and all. The, it's just I don't know, like I just it's a really if they if they can stick the landing and make this all work, hats off to them. But I I have a hard time teasing future things right now when we don't even know how this first movie is going to like. Well, I guess you don't call it a first movie, do you? I mean, what would you call this? Like, because it's supposed to be a sequel to Man of Steel, and that's not really a sequel. I mean, it is and it well, isn't, and, and, it's, it, and it has Batman, but it's not the the iteration of Batman that was in the Dark Knight well, trilogy. From 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 DC's standpoint, this is really the only second movie in their expanded universe. Because if you think about it, they did uh, they did the Dark Knight series, which is completely standalone, which I think works great because there's a lot of times when they wrote great Batman stories. Because like 
you know, Frank Miller wrote a lot of Batman stories that don't fall into a lot of continu- continuity of the Batman. Like, yeah, and I'm fine with that. It's just that I think everybody has to have a universe now. But, well, supposedly. Well, yeah, but this is re- literally the second movie of their universe boot. Mm-hmm. And I think they're starting it out differently than what Marvel did. I mean, like, to me, Marvel took uh, Iron Man 1, and that was kind of like the jumping point for their cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Then you had the Hulk, then you had Iron Man 2. And, you know, they kept teasing the Avengers all the way through, and then they announced that they were going to do the Avengers, but they said, first, we're going to throw out Thor and Cap. And they gave mm-hmm. you more uh, meat and potatoes for the Avengers to get used to them. So with this, it's like they're jumping right into it. Like, they're saying it's a, a Superman sequel, but they're throwing Batman and Wonder Woman in it and Aquaman, and it's going to be kind of like, uh, here, here's this character surprise. Yeah, and supposedly, like I said, Cyborg, I think, is supposed to be in it for like a hot second. And I don't know what's going on with The Flash. I know that's like they're right. going to try to jam it. Like, that's why when you told me that like they're teasing Darkseid, I was really worried for a second that they went ahead and ruined um, Doomsday. And they're going to be like, oh, by the way, there's someone else still in this movie, too. I, I was so worried that was going to be like, yet another like, oh, we... We've taken every surprise away from you, and we're going to jam as many different character concepts into one movie yeah. without any groundwork. Uh, luckily, I feel like because they're going to have um, they're going to have uh, Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll flush it out more, but I don't know if it'll flush it out to the point where everybody has the superhero buzz like they do for like whatever nine, ten, twelve Marvel movies that are out right now. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I mean, like, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting experiment because if it doesn't, if this doesn't happen this time, I, it makes you wonder how quick of a turnaround Warner Brothers is going to try dumping more money into getting it going. Because as long as Marvel and Disney is having success, they're going to keep chasing it. Right. And and it just, I just yeah. for for all fans, I hope they get it right. It just, I have my apprehensions about it. And I, I will call Dark Side DC Thanos. I want to say it right now it's DC Thanos. <laughs> it's DC Thanos. It's probably not. That's not, but they're, they're they're big angry guys, and they're like they're I, they're both purple, right? Like is Dark Side Dark no, Side's Dark, blue. He's, he's blue. like he's blue and gray. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. Not purple at all. No, DC, <laughs> Thanos is purple and orange. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, yeah. Just they can, they they shop at the same big and tall. Yeah. Let's, let's let's just put it that way, right? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so, so last bit of news. Uh, Ready Player One, um, the Spielberg movie that's getting made out of the book that we read and talked about on one of our podcasts, uh, is doing an open casting call uh, for three of the characters, and one of them is the main character. I, I like that they said it could be someone overweight or someone underweight. Like they, they just like bring us someone that's not like perfectly in shape, and we'll see right. if it works or not. Exactly. Uh, but I, I think if you go to is it Ready Player One the movie casting dot com. Uh, you can sign up to do um, casting for the, the, the movie. Uh, they're looking for somebody to play Wade Watts, which is the main character. Um, and they're looking for um, uh, the two uh, Asian brothers, uh, Shoto and what was the other kid's I name? I can't remember. His yeah. younger brother. Yeah. But they're hunters, or was it, Gun- <laughs> Gun- Gunters. Was it Gunters? Gunters. Gun- Gunters. Uh, hunters, Gunters. A- egg Hunters. Egg Hunters. A.K.A. A- Gunters, A.K.A. Stupid Name. <laughs> Uh, they're competitive with uh, Wade, so yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're trying to track down the same thing that he is. So, which I, which is interesting that they decided to do an open casting call. I think having an unknown play the main character it works. I think I think Spielberg has had a lot of success with having that where you because then same thing happened. I know like J.J. Abrams, you know, owes a lot to Spielberg, but he purposely went out of his way to cast like an um 
Super 8, he got a lot of unknowns to play the kids. Uh-huh. Or, like, not unknown, but, like, lesser knowns. Because you're not already automatically attached. Like, you can... It, you let the characters kind of develop. And right. It's, it's a good move. It's a good move. Well, same thing with Star Wars, because uh, Daisy Ridley, she... Absolutely. ...had yeah. no major prior background. I think she did a little bit of theater stuff, but she that was her first big movie was Star Wars. If you go on IMDb, mm-hmm. she doesn't have a, a pretty big resume. So Well, and, and then that kind of relates back to Mark Hamill. Not, he didn't really have much of anything yeah, either when he, that's got, true. when he got picked, right? So yeah. um, I think him and Carrie Fisher. Like, Harrison Ford was the only one that had any type of major background other than, like, Guinness and Cushing. Yeah. Um, so with this Ready Player One casting, like uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I the more we, the more they're going to release about the movie, then I'll I'll make a judgment. I just because because you know it could be like the Da Vinci Code where it was a, a little better movie than the book because the movie was a little. That's better. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it's going to end up being. Yeah. I, but I'm I don't just know. Like, I'm just I, dreading what I think you're dreading too with like the Ernest Klein cameo. <laughs> I told you it's going to happen. You're like, you really think it's going to happen? Totally and then I, happen. I told you it's going to happen. Then uh, they're going to have him play the lich. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I, I made the joke to you. It's like he's going to have a stunt double to jump over plot holes and suspend disbelief. That was my joke. <laughs> and just uh, he's going to be in there. He's going to be grinning from ear to ear, and it's just going to be like. And you can't. The thing is, you can't take that away from him, right? Like if I said, Joe, you wrote this book. It's it's called you know. Um, generic stick figure fights, volume one, and Spielberg's like, I'm making that a movie, and you could be in it. You would in a heartbeat. I would be in a heartbeat. Even mm-hmm. if I, even if everyone told me, Paul, the book you wrote is a complete piece of shit, I'd be like, that's okay. It's being made in a movie. I'm going to cameo in it. It's going to be great. Like, I would do it in a heartbeat. I can't take it away from him, but it's going to make me so mad. <laughs> Like, uh, why? Why am I so mad, Joe? Is this because I'm you not get, him? You get more anger. I'm because I'm not him. That's angrier, what it is. Probably angriest. what it is. That and I don't like that book. That's probably. <laughs> I I just don't think I think it deserves a lot of un uh, undeserved praise. Like it's it's okay. It was it was fun. It was okay, but it's not a revelation that people no. are, like people are treating it like it's so amazing. It's yeah. like no, it's so eighties. Like very, 80s. and I didn't get hugged as a kid. That's like that's you know yeah. it should be called um, you know world eight bit world of no hugs by Ernest Klein. That's what it should have been called. That that not a good title for a movie. Um, anyway, I, I don't want to get into a, another Ready Player One angry debate with because <laughs> there's more coming. <laughs> there's going to be more. Oh, it's uh, going to happen. And then we're going to watch the movie together. And then I'm just going to vomit blood the entire time in the theater. And then Joe's like that. I'll be dead. And then Joe will have to go on without me. And that will be his long, long Game of Thrones revenge plot was to get me into that theater so I would die <laughs> by Klein poisoning. By Klein. Oh, man. Wow. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> like, I would, it's like, Paul, you have a full beard. It's like, I, I don't know where this came from. And then I couldn't breathe. And then, you know, it'd be, anyway. So, enough about that. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize I was so full of hate tonight. So, I, I apologize for that. So, but speaking of nostalgia, that really ties into what we're going to talk about for our main thing tonight. And now for our feature presentation. And by tonight, I mean that you can listen to this any time of day. Yeah. So, it, but the, our topic for the moment, it's, it's not dark out right now. It's dark. <laughs> uh, it's always dark. It's the middle of January. It's true. It's perpetually dark. Yeah, it's like Cleveland's like, you know, Ice Station Zebra, which we didn't get. We didn't get the snow that just hit. And I was so happy about that. Yeah. It seems like we've just been like the like the beat down snow palace for like the past couple of winters. I don't know how we haven't gotten snow. Like, like we had that else. one. It was. Well, well, yeah, but yeah. look at the snow from like the East Coast. It's yeah. Like, 
People I, snowboarding at the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> yeah, and then like like um, our our friend of the show uh, Maggie, who lives in D.C. now, she was just like griping about. It. I want to be like, you lived in Cleveland, you know what this is like. But the funny thing is, like everyone else around her had no idea how to handle it. So it was just like what like seeing photos of people just like freaking out because like oh no, snow's coming. What you do in snow is you just buy a bunch of food and then you make sure you have the internet. And then you're good. That's mm-hmm. all you need. But anyway, so uh, speaking of nostalgia. Um, I last week after the the who segment, um, and Joe's getting up and walking out. He's done. He's just done with angry. Um, a lot of anger tonight. Uh, I had challenged Joe to watch some X Files because I wanted to talk about it because <laughs> the because the the event series is going on right now, which they might as well. When did when did something become an event series? Why don't they just call it, they could have called it just you know it's the X Files miniseries. Like is that like a weirder connotation as opposed to event? It's it's an event you have to go to it. Well, I feel like they threw that event on there to make sure people knew that it wasn't going to keep going and yeah. it wasn't going to be like <laughs> people like get ready for like, season ep- eleven. Yeah. It's like there's no episode seven, you know, like that's yeah. it. Um, and and Joe's like, yeah, I'll watch some X Files. So how much X Files did you watch, Joe? Uh, I watched about twenty minutes of the first pilot. <laughs> because and i by, told you why by the way just to keep in mind here when we did the wheel of death last time and we both landed on that movie Polly about the talking parrot joe watched more of that movie that he couldn't get through than he did of the x-files pilot no 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 no. i he don't did. want you i don't watch more of the talking this bird is movie. true but i you're painting a picture like i didn't get through it because i didn't want to watch it i didn't have enough time to watch it you're like listen paul i started to watch the pilot but there was no jay moore talking birds so i was done yeah. <laughs> That should have been the first case. (laughs) We can't figure out why this bird can talk and its vocabulary is so good. Well, it went to speech class with a little girl. That makes no sense. (laughs) We must investigate. Um, Uh, But no, I watched uh, watched some of it on my lunch at work. And then uh, when I got home, I had a a raid engagement to uh, (laughs) attend for Destiny. Uh, And then today when I I got up, um, I... uh, I worked on our YouTube stuff, which, which that's it's a it's a work in progress. This is a work in progress. Well, that's a whole other can of worms. I don't want to get into because I'm pretty heated about it right yeah, now. Because well, apparently well, <laughs> Google thinks we post inappropriate things, and I we need to find out why. Yeah, it may just be my uh, bashing of uh, DC Thanos and Ernest Klein. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ernest uh, Klein's the guy who reviews all the stuff that's uploaded, and he's like, "Wait, we, they don't like me." We didn't realize that we're actually all part of the Oasis right now, and he's like, "Nope, nope, it, like, yeah. no uploads for you." So, <laughs> so we're working on that. So Joe didn't watch any X-Files for shame, and I feel like that we could have an honest-to-goodness good X-Files talk at some point. However, what I wanted to bring this into is that a lot of people were excited for the X-Files to come back. I was excited for it. Um, Like 16 million people ended up watching it live when it came on, which nowadays, that's really good numbers for a TV show on basic cable. That's ridiculously good numbers compared to like, you know, yesteryear when there's three channels and so like, you know, that you had three options, right? Um, but I saw an article and I can't remember where I think it was like entertainment um, or variety where they were kind of decrying um, with the X-Files return. They said, is it a good thing? Because the whole argument is that it is back. Uh, people wanted it and it's showing back up. But is that keeping um, other new content out of like, you know, like, like basically we love the X-Files. It was around. It existed. It had one pretty good movie, one not so good movie. And then and now this. Right. So. Um, does it deserve to be back or is it one of those things that it was good where it was? We had our time with it. We loved it for our reasons that we did. And like, it's just this whole question of like, just because you love something, does that mean that it has to come back? And also because you love something, does that not mean that then you're not going to give chance to anything else to, to watch? 
Right, and I think um, I think a lot of things uh, they need to be preserved in the memory that you had them in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like there's there's certain there's there's different spectrums of nostalgia when you, when you look at that. Like like I'll say, um, uh, RoboCop. RoboCop is a good example. Like RoboCop is like one of my favorite movies. Um, not like the, uh, the all the whole trilogy, but like the original RoboCop was was a great movie. I'll never forget it growing up. When they remade RoboCop, I was I was pretty upset, um, especially because of like the story and the the rating that they gave it. Granted, it was kind of fun to see some of it modernized in a sense of like all the drones and the technology and the mm-hmm. things that that it were going forward in, but it didn't have that gritty Verhoeven feel to it that made the first RoboCop great. Um, so it kind of made me angry that it was completely attached to something that was different. So like I wanted RoboCop to be preserved as RoboCop would have. Mm-hmm. Now, it's easy enough to forget about them. The RoboCop that came out was it twenty twelve or whatever? Yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah. A couple years ago, um, you know. So, but then you have like other nostalgia, which is like where it's like you you love it, and it's been gone for so long, and it's a completely different medium. So, like that's where we get a lot of comic book nostalgia from, because yeah. you know you get the Avengers, and for the longest time, like the Avengers were were just strictly comics, and a lot of people. Um, were fans like the current Avengers and the movies and things like that. All that stuff, all the fans from that were from like the 60s and 70s. So that nostalgia um, gets renewed in a different medium of movies. So yeah. you get a whole nother light of these characters. It's not like somebody's taking, uh, like it's not like somebody's doing a movie to movie. You know, they're they're taking something from something else and making it something different. Well, that's true. But so like the RoboCop thing is interesting because um, I watched it and it was okay. Like I, I went in with real low expect, expectations. I did too, and I came out like thinking it was okay. Yeah, and it's like, and there's bits where I'm like, they got stuff. It, like when I say right, I mean not as an honoring of original Ro- RoboCop because I mean, like it's it, the original RoboCop is very much a black comedy. It's very much like commenting on like excess and like you know like of the 80s and it was like doing a future you know tilt towards it but it was all about like you know i'd buy that for a dollar type mm-hmm. of thing right and that was fun and it was good and i feel like this one it's like i feel like had they let the director do what he wanted and actually give it the r rating like he wanted then i think your opinion would be different and you'd be able to separate the two and be like well this is updated robocop with more about like privatized security and like the meddling of like you know all these government agencies, and then you got RoboCop, which I mean that also kind of dealt with like corruption, but it was more like everything's bad, and here's a the one guy that's finding yeah. morality, you know, like a corporate level. Yeah, yeah. that was like yeah, but because um, I mean if you're talking about, I, I'm sorry, I just like you talk about taking something and updating it. Like the only thing I think about is like the original black and white thing, and then John Carpenter's remake of the thing, which those are two different movies, mm-hmm. and I love the remake for a lot of reasons, but. Um, but I didn't. I didn't watch the prequel one that came out a couple of years ago. Like I've never seen that one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, we should watch that. It's actually really good. Okay, I've heard I mixed things it. about it. So I, I thought okay. it was pretty good. Um, and then, uh, but but like sticking back to TV, like yeah. TV, TV. You know, we were talking earlier. TV usually does. They'll 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 revisit something, like what they, like what they did with the X Files. Like what is it? Thirteen years apart. Yeah, I mean, it, again, like you factor in like the, the last movie that I want to believe isn't as old as you think it is it's all it's like within the last 10 years so like we've had the x-files is like it's kind of weird it's like it never truly went so far out 
Like it's it's kind of been there. Yeah. But then um, the thing that makes this one interesting though is that you have the original like leads back, you have the original creator back, and actually a number of directors and writers from the original run came back to write and direct episodes. So it's kind of like this big homecoming for everybody. It'd be different if they're like, hey guys, the X-Files is coming back and we've cast like new leads and all that. It's like TV shows have done that before. Yeah, they Where have. it's like, we're going to do an updated Knight Rider, which is what they've done. They've and done that. that. Yeah. Knight Rider's been something that they've updated. They've, they've done that a lot to try and see what it does. I think we've talked about like Hawaii Five-0. Um, what were some other shows? Dallas. Yeah. Uh, which Dallas was doing okay until JR died for real. Yeah. Um, he was shot by cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but <laughs> sorry, sorry, Larry, Larry Hagman's ghost. I did. That was probably, <laughs> um, that was too much. I'm but, sorry. And then like, even Netflix has full house coming out. They're full, yeah. full, fuller, fuller house. house. And then like, after those people have kids and they get old and die, the people that are in fuller house will go mm-hmm. to fullest, fullest house, <laughs> which I want that to be like, a, like dystopian future yeah. where like they have caused everything to go wrong and they're just now stuck in this one house. It's by like itself. a plant. No, it's a planet. Like you see. <laughs> Like you see that that skyline in San Francisco with those four houses that look the same, and three of them are gone. Like there's the <laughs> fullest house. No, but it's like like okay, so X Files. Like whenever there's kind of rumors that it would kind of come back, people got really excited, and Fox was like, "Sure, we'll do this. We're going to do a limited run, see how this goes." Because I know they did the same thing with Twenty Four with that Live Another Day. Yeah, they brought it back for like twelve episodes. Yeah. Like they truncated it, right? Um, and now they're talking about rebooting that too. Did you see that they're talking about casting a completely different actor and the Jack Bauer role, not Jack? Bauer himself I, I think that I don't know like that's one of those ones that's kind of like people are going to have mixed feelings it's like about what they've liked and Fox is trying to do something different see I never got into 24 because um, I think when it when I decided to maybe start watching 24 I think it was like deep into season 5 or something okay and I was just kind of like I don't got that kind of time <laughs> I'm like I'm not catching up I'll do I don't have four days to I'll, give to you I'll do that I'll do that uh, with a lot of shows where I'll be like you know if you're only two seasons in that's fine I could play catch up but I'm not playing catch up to like five or six seasons yeah I mean that'd be like me watching Doctor Who and going through seven or eight seasons trying to get caught up <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, because uh, when I started watching Who, there were only four seasons. Oh, okay. So it's easier for you to stay current. Yeah. So, I, I, like, um, so the the question though is like, you love something and it went away. Well, and Doctor Who's another example. The, well, that. and that's it, yeah. very true that like that had, that, that I mean that had been around for like two decades plus, and then it went away, and then they're like they gave it a chance, and now it's like in a, this resurgence, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really popular. It's popular probably. I don't know if it's the most popular it's ever been. I would argue that it is. Because it's having broad appeal now, as opposed to just you know, like you know, based in you know Britain and also on PBS in the middle of the night. <laughs> so I mean, I know we don't know enough about television programming and the the industry of like you know what costs what or what money they're trying to pull out of these shows. But do you think it is more? Do you think it's more of a, a industry ter- like you know the you know the the networks basically trying to re reinvent stuff that was successful because they they feel like it's a safer bet or do you feel that they're lazy or do you feel that the writers are lazy what do you think it is i you know i think what it is is that in this day and age in which like you turn around and there's so many different outlets for creative content right um you, you, there's web series that they used to be kind of a joke, but now people are taking that content seriously now. Like, like Yahoo launched Yahoo screen, which um, I think them paying for community killed that 
ever happening again, but they tried doing their own original programming for a second. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's Yahoo. It's what you go when you don't think of using Google. Like you go to Yahoo and look at news. I I, I go to, I I don't even use it for search engine. I just use it for news now. Yeah. Um, And then you have like, you know, um, oh, Esquire network is having like shows coming out now. It's just like very scripted shows, not just programming. Like everywhere you look, there's content, content, content. I think what, this coming back to Fuller House, coming back to Arrested Development season four, uh, X Files coming back is that you you look at those. I mean, Arrested Development's a little newer, but those are things that cast a long shadow when they first came out. That they've built popularity over time, so that's a much broader base. When you're like, "Hey guys, we're bringing this back," you're going to have an easier time getting more eyes on that versus saying, "Hey." We're Fox. We're going to have the show called Alcatraz where we have Hurley running around investigating these prisoners they escaped and it's sci-fi because that failed. Mm-hmm. And that was a new J.J. Abrams like sci-fi show that didn't take off. It, it, it feels like because it's a known commodity, it already has a built-in attractiveness to it. Right. So I think because everything's so splintered now that if you can – I think Netflix – I mean, now I think about it, for them swooping in and saying, hey, guys, yeah, we're doing the rest of the development. People got excited and they logged into Netflix to watch that. Or uh, the Hulu with the Mindy Project. I mean, that's not the same thing. but Oh, that's same. right. I forgot that Hulu saved the Mindy Project. Too. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like you already have a built-in audience and that's going to – and if Hulu says it's an original, then maybe you'll watch Difficult People. Maybe you'll watch you know, whatever else they I have. I don't like when they call it an original. I, that I don't get because that was not theirs originally. Yeah. Just like did, the rest of development, that's not Netflix, Netflix original. original series. Yeah. Um, but I think it, I think it's just because it's the same thing. Like um, like Disney could have said, "Hey guys, we want to make these big blockbuster sci-fi action movies and be crowd pleasers," and they could do that. But they're like, "Hey, what if we buy Star Wars?" And it's like, boom, everybody is like all eyes on us as opposed to them saying, we're going to make our own original universe building. You know, like they like they tried doing, even though it's not original, like John Carter of Mars, they tried doing like oh, yeah, their I own know. thing. And I it's know like that kind of and flopped they, on them. Even though I heard that movie is actually not bad. I haven't watched it. It was interesting. I didn't finish all of it. But. Um, so like what's, what's worth the $200 million investment, an original sci-fi thing that you might get people on the sequel? Or already something that's been around for 30 years. Well, that's tough. It is tough because, I mean, it's just like anything else. It's a gamble. But I feel sometimes that's their straight go to is the nostalgia, you know? Like, well, I mean, the, the, yeah, I mean, because The Force Awakens um, did really did gangbusters, and we talked kind of already our, our year in review. Um, it seems like 2015 was the year of, hey, remember that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think that's going to go away. I mean, like you got like Ghostbusters, all that stuff coming too, right? Yeah, it's Ghostbusters like, is coming out this year. Um, which talk about that nostalgia and people being like, "You ruined my childhood." I know we Go- kind of talked about that. Ghostbusters is one. It's pretty sacred. I know so many people that are up in arms about Ghostbusters for multiple reasons. Um, you know, but I love Ghostbusters. It's not. It's not a perfect movie. It's not, but it, there's a lot of movies that are sacred but not perfect. Well, I mean, okay, so uh, we talked about this before the show. There was some people got really up in arms, like David Boy just passed, and there was there's already plans in place to do another Labyrinth movie, but the story was supposedly it was reboot. And everyone's like, how can you do that? It's like, because Labyrinth didn't make money when it first came out. And right. like you as a kid watched it probably because it was playing on TV because it was cheap to buy and play on repeat right. for like TV rights. And, um, and also because like we got older and I think we appreciated the weirdness a little bit because it was very like that. Like, do people look on, upon the dark crystal as fondly? 
Like no, I didn't like the Dark Crystal. Yeah, but it's still that weird. It, it didn't have like any weird songs in it or David Bowie juggling balls. Well, yeah, sometimes be, other Crystal ones. The Jim Henson studio, uh, the whole thing. I think it was like the, and that's another thing too. Like, you know, yeah, Labyrinth didn't do that well, but it was easily readily available. I mean, I remember watching it on VHS because yeah. it was like, you know, it looked like a cool, fun movie for a kid. Yeah, and that was the original idea at the time, and now it's built up steam. So the moment you say, hey, guys, what if we did something different with it, people freak out. And then uh, we mentioned Jim Henson. You mentioned the Muppets, like when they try to do the Muppets Meet the Office on ABC, which I've enjoyed. Um, It's it's been a little rough around the edges, but I've enjoyed it. Okay. Um, But I think they're also like banking on you. Hey, you guys remember the Muppet Show. What if we just update it where you show the behind the scenes of the Muppet Show, kind of? Yeah, they made it a lot more modern, too. Yeah. So... Um, but then like, you know, we talked about like, like shows that have come back from the dead that were successful and there's a lot of shows that don't, I mean, so it's kind of like, you know, like I think family guy, you always say family guy was one of those shows that it, it, it honestly is the one that I think has kind of started this forward trend, you know, because I mean, I didn't watch it really. I mean, I watched it when I was first on, but I, but I bought the DVDs and I couldn't stop watching them at mm-hmm. that time because it was so different and it was so much fun. Like at that time, I was like hooked in. Like I remember watching like three or four episodes when it first came out, and I was just kind of like, eh, you know, like I I didn't really make time to 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 watch it. But then like when Adult Swim syndicated it, and you know, I was always watching Adult Swim when I was like playing games at night or something like that when I was in college, and Family Guy would come on and you would just like. Have it in the background, and then like episode after episode, mm-hmm. it would just be like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "These are these are hilarious," and you would get to know like each episode that came on. And eventually, I did buy the DVDs, and then Fox picked it back up. And I'll never forget like when they first the first episode after they picked it back up, they made the joke about all the about shows, the shows yeah. in between that got canceled, and it was like a minute and a half of him just talking, just titles and, and titles like and titles some and titles. of the titles. You're just like, "Oh my god! Oh man, that show yeah. like." <laughs> It, it, yeah, I mean, if, it, when we were going to talk about the X Files and proper, I was going to mention some of the stuff it, it, they tried pairing it up with, and I, I'm going to I'll name some names. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that show. But mm-hmm. that's a, that's another that's another beast. But I, you know, like I, we talked about last week, like I would be over the moon if Quantum Leap came back. Um, yeah. But I know some people really wouldn't care. I would, but I think that's a kind of I think that format of that show could be updated and work. Um, I, but there's shows that like, like we, we were talking about before the show about how they they really didn't bring back shows necessarily before, but spinoffs were like the big thing was yeah. like, like, Oh, well this show had its run, but you guys like this one character. Let's give them their own show and keep, keep the fun going. Cause then you could also recycle tropes and get away with well, it. There's not a lot of spinoffs nowadays. Like if you not look, really no. like, yeah. like agents shield is doing a spinoff, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's there. I'm trying to think of the last spinoff that they did of something. Like you talked about them doing a "How I Met Your Father" type thing. Yeah, that didn't, which didn't take off. Which didn't which, take which off. Which but I'm fine usually with that. they yeah. focus on a character, and they like to move them off of the show onto their own show. You know, like like obviously Cheers did it with Frasier and Wings, and then the Golden Girls had Golden Palace, which I think lasted half a season. It didn't. It didn't last very long. And then long, they had yeah. em, they had Empty Nest, and and then Friends had Joey. Um, and then, uh, uh, even, even back in the Andy Griffith show, they did Gomer Pyle. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, because again, I think it was, it was trading on that same idea that it's like, here's something known. So if we bring it in with the idea that, oh, you already know Gomer Pyle, then you'll, you'll be 
like here I can watch this as well because it's just kind of an extension, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I feel like the spinoff was the way to do that, but now it's like, screw it, let's just actually, bring it back. Actually, geez, I didn't even think of this. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, no, technically, it's, it's, technically it's a, sp- a Flash well, Arrow Flash, spinoff. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I would argue Flash is, is a spinoff of Arrow. Yeah. But just because it's the way they're trying to set up that universe, right? So, right. right. Well, um, yeah, a lot of stuff spun off of Arrow because that was the first. But that, you have a network where three nights a week is set up for one universe. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Hey, and, I mean that's a and thing. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing though is like the CW is banking on that nostalgia. And, you know, they're doing a good job of giving you what is getting them their ratings and things like that. It, it's, I think CW stands for comics wherever, because it's yeah. going to be comics wherever, wherever you want it. Sunday afternoon, you got it. Yeah. It's, it's the like, Zatanna show. It's like, like pre- pretty vampire people, pretty people like in like regal times being jerks, and comic people. I think yeah. that's all they run. Um, oh, and My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which, by the way. I know you love that show. <laughs> Rachel Bloom won a Golden Globe for her role, so... <laughs> Watch that freaking show. Anyway, so, and if they spin off, I'll watch the spin off too. So I, I just think that, like, um, so I think it's a double edged sword, though, that uh, nostalgia in the sense of, like, oh, we love it, bring it back, is, I think that is an easy way to get around being creative. I think it's an easy way around because it's already shorthand because you already know what to expect. Like, like, I like Jurassic World a great deal. What did it do really different than Jurassic Park? Not a whole lot. Yeah. But it was that's why I loved it so much because it 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 really struck that nostalgia nerve really really hard. So if if the RoboCop remake was almost beat for beat like the the Peter Weller one, would you have been happier with it? Maybe. I mean, I, I still, don't know. I would have found it funnier if they would said it in actual Detroit because that would have been way scarier than future Detroit. But whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Detroit right now. Yeah. Uh no, like I don't know, maybe because I mean, would you have Kurtwood Smith as Clarence Boniger? Who that would be like? That would be like a Joker casting. That would be like trying to shadow like some great actor. Not that like Kurtwood Smith is an amazing actor. I mean, he's a good actor. No, but, but Boniger's an iconic. Boniger's an iconic villain. He's probably one of my top five movie villains of all time. Yeah, and it's like, and then on top of that, the whole story of RoboCop and how cool RoboCop is. It's like, how do you cap? You can't capture that lightning in a bottle again. So why even bother? Modern spinoff. I just realized that it's the most obvious one in front of us. Better Call Saul. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, and but I it's its own thing. Two, I think season two is supposed to start next month. Yeah, it is. That's I'm really like, excited for that, and I, mean, I really like Better Call Saul. Like, I loved Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul is starting to just like really fill that void because I'm just like, I this show is gunning. To be the next Breaking Bad, if it's if it's done perfectly. But I mean, I feel like it has more. Maybe maybe as it goes further, it won't be as funny. Mm-hmm. But I think it intrinsically has more humor based upon that character and the situations. And it's a, it's a different a different animal. But there's times where it's like you can see the DNA. And and you know what? Whenever they announced it as a spinoff, I was wary. I'm like, really, this is what we're going to go for? But. It was different enough. It wasn't like you had and, to have, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, we're going to do Breaking Bad, but it's going to be Jesse up in Alaska starting over again. Yeah. Like, you know. Or Jesse when he's in like grade school. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But like, you always say like certain things, like, and you use Star Wars as an example, like, you you know what's going to happen to Darth Vader with the prequels. Like, Better, Better Call Saul is a prequel. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I feel like the tension for him getting there is is just as good. Like, you know he's going to meet Walter. You know he's going to become 
Saul, Saul Goodman, yeah. Goodman. You, but it's like you don't know how, and you kind of want to find out. Because the whole season, I'm just like, I was expecting him to, to, to find you find out how he becomes Saul. And that's true. I mean, like, in that sense, you're right. Normally, it, it takes the tension and deflates it for me. Mm-hmm. But this one, plus also, ah, this, I don't want to get too far. The, be- the beginning of the series is him after Breaking Bad. So it makes you wonder if there's not something that's going to still like, cause they're kind of like hinting flash forward. Yeah. It shows yeah. them like, you know, working and like, you know, like days gone by, yeah. but it makes you wonder if there's not like the tinge of something coming and that's leave me guessing. Yeah. That's fine. And they do a good job of like dropping a lot of like other, like I like that Mike is in it. Yes. Like it was, I'm, I was one thing I was really happy about. I'm like, Oh, Mike was such a great character. And then even I remember like, cause my girlfriend watched it with me, but she didn't watch breaking bad. And I remember when, uh, at the end of the, I think it was the first episode when he shows up at Tuco's house Yeah, and you just see Tuco and you're just like, Oh no, like, <laughs> that's not good. And she was like, what? And I'm like, that guy is crazy. Like, yeah. And it's, and yeah. So, um, I, it, just we we talk about like so like you know clearly X Files which since you only watched twenty minutes of an X Files episode um, you know what no <laughs> listen no I I've watched more than that but I was like fourteen years old so I don't yeah. remember any of the X Files I just thought it was funny because I, I got saw... really excited to be like watch these four episodes I was like looking up the the everything to be like this one and this one yeah. you're like I watched twenty minutes I'm yeah. like we're not going to have a talk, are we? Yeah, but you gave me like seven episodes. Well, I gave like, you four, and I was like, and maybe these as well. Here's a week's worth of TV to watch. Yeah. But, you know. and then, you know what? I went and saw the movie in the theater. Uh, the first one? Yeah. But yeah, I mean. And all, you know what I remember that? All I remember is bees. That's all I remember. The, <laughs> you're right. There were a lot of bees. I remember there were a lot of bees. And then and, I remember and Filter like, did a song on the soundtrack, because it's all Filter ever was known for, was doing <laughs> soundtrack songs. Yeah. yeah. And I just I remember like Mulder and Scully were like really close to being like like kissing or something like that, and then the bee stung Scully. Yeah, that's all that's, I remember. That, that's well, you, that you got the movie right there. Yeah, that's um, the whole movie. <laughs> Bees get Scully. That was the <laughs> title. Was it? That was the subtitle uh, yeah. for forward release. Bees get Scully. Yeah. Um, so uh, talking about that, like I uh, I feel like I watched this the first two episodes, and it is it is a little jarring to see an older Duchovny. Um, and an older, um, oh, Scully, uh, Julian Anderson. Anderson. I was about to say, oh, it was funny. I was like, you know, her name. Um, it was a little weird because she's starting to get a little bit of an old lady voice and it's creepy. It's just like, she sounds a little weird, but it's like, it's still them. And I'm, I'm down with that. And, and the story, it, it actually kind of all makes sense, but it's like, it felt like X-Files. Like it wasn't like, oh, we're just trying. It really felt like it. Um, so that's why I kind of got back on board. Cause it's like, they, even the intro is the same. Like the music and the actual nineties, yeah. like the horrible still frames of them, like shining lights and buildings. And it's like, it's the exact same intro. And I laughed when I did I was like, I was, I was like, you guys had to spend money on this at all. You just like, would just slap the same intro on yeah. there. It's cool. Um, I I'm on board with that. I don't know if like, if we need everything that we've loved other than firefly to come back, you know, like, and I just, and, but at the same time though, I think that people are discrediting, these revivals other than Fuller House, which I don't understand why that exists other than it'd be funny Some to see it happen, I cult, guess. Uh, cult Full House fans. I didn't really, I could take Full House, take it or leave it. Yeah. It I really know. didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really. Um, like, what's next? A Family Matters reunion with. Um, well, the Family Matters did a, Family Matters was a spinoff, wasn't a it? Perfect Strangers. Was it? Yeah. Because uh, s- Carl Winslow's wife worked at the newspaper that um, Cousin Larry worked at. Oh. And then I know that, that, Full House had Urkel crossover. Did he? He was on a couple of episodes oh. of Full House, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird when you start thinking about the whole what what begat 
Like, connected <laughs> universes. Everyone lives in the same. That's it. You know what? I want a Perfect Strangers reboot. That's it. To bring, not reboot. Like, I want to see the furthering adventures of Cousin Larry Appleton and Balky Bartakamoose now. Give me Bron- What's Bronson Pinchot doing anyway? Bring no, him back. Nothing. And Cousin Larry, what, has he done anything? You know, bring you know, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Um, I just, I think the power of nostalgia though is, uh, it, I think people build too much stuff up and then they expect so much and it doesn't deliver and they get disappointed. But I also feel like people are so wound up in what they love that they don't let other things in. And I think it's unfortunate because we live in a time where there is so much stuff to get excited about that. It's cool to be excited for old stuff too, but that shouldn't limit you from checking out something new, even though we're guilty because every week on the show, we talk about star Wars spoilers. That's happening later. Um, and then we talk about like these Marvel movies based upon characters that we love. But at the same time, I hope that we would discuss something sometimes that are new and original. I try to remember the last time we did that, but you know, I, Oh, now you're putting us on, on the spot. I mentioned the movie that follows. I mentioned that it was, yeah. that's an original movie. I, that was a couple episodes ago. Um, trying to think of something last year. I think trying to think of more than a couple things last year that was original that I really liked. Uh, Ex Machina. Yes, Ex Machina. That was amazing. Um, well, I mean, like even if, I, I don't know. Even though it's based upon a book, like I started watching Man in the High Castle. That's really good stuff. It's trippy. It's uh, Philip K. Dick stuff. So it's like very out there at times. Um, I'm excited for. Uh, there's that. Uh, Was it called Mad Dogs? that series that's coming on Amazon that has Billy Zane. So I'm already in on board because Billy Zane's an attractive man. So I'm just going to watch that. You know, <laughs> that's fine. Um, At least you're... Yeah, you know. Billy Zane's got me sold. Yeah, it's fine. You know, like, I was just like, I don't know why, you know, Kate Winslet left him in Titanic. Like, you know, he was a jerk, but it's Billy Zane. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's, there's original things I want to watch. It just... I, <laughs> been getting caught up in doctor who which is a show that's been around for 50 years and i've been watching my comic book shows and and here i am on my high horse saying you should like new things and i haven't been watching new things so i'm a hypocrite yeah that's how i was i was telling you like <laughs> well you know you because you were telling me to watch x files and i'm like man i'm like i got my comic book shows and i, I want to get caught up on who and then i watch like uh brooklyn 99 i you know i tell you I watch snl every week when it comes on and i watch um uh, family Guy still, and um, well, at least Brooklyn Nine Nine. I mean, I, I feel like that's it's it's third season, right? So I mean, it's been around for a little bit. It's doing pretty well. It's, yeah, Steam is still going. It hasn't it hasn't fallen off. I watched the Mumps episode. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, honestly, it's like you go back to the Office, which those guys created Parks and Rec, and then those guys created Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, and you you could definitely see the skeleton. You can see the yeah the yeah. framework, and and it's funny like with Parks and Rec. That uh, that started out super officey. Super. It was supposed to be, it was like supposed to be an office spinoff, and they didn't know what like they kind of didn't know how to do it. It just I mean I'm it, glad they didn't because yeah. now it could like like after the second season of Parks and Rec, it almost feels like that first season could kind of be like wiped out, except for some like key characters having some things happen. Yeah, um, like Leslie's character completely changes from season one to two. Yeah, she so. does. And then, I mean, The Office did try doing a, a backdoor pilot for Dwight Schrute having the farm. Yeah, I read and that. And then that didn't yeah. work out so well either. But then but then at the same time, like, you go and, and reach back. And, and, and the other show, I, I think another one that um, kind of started this trend, even though we don't give credit to it, and I, I mentioned this to Joe before the show, and I didn't mean that to rhyme, uh, was um, Star Trek Next Generation. I think that was the one that really was like, hey, everybody remember Star Trek, and it had this following for a while. It had some movies, but it's like, let's try to bring this back to TV. And it was a gamble, 
but people really got excited for it. And, and that, that, that gave a new life to track, you mm-hmm. know, and, but there hadn't really ever been the whole, like, let's do this again. Like, like a new cast, but like, we're going to do the same branding, but it's like 20 years later, we're going to try this over. Like how yeah. often does that happen? You know? So I, so I guess what I'm saying is that things have been made over and over again. It just feels like that, um, we're seeing it. It's more focused now because they're making a bigger deal of announcing it. I yeah. guess maybe is that is that really? I mean, it seems like sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I think like uh, some things they're like when it gets announced, some of us go ooh, like cool. Like yeah. if some like you said, Quantum Leap. If you saw a thing on the internet that said they're rebooting Quantum Leap, you'd probably get all giddy. You know, I, I would actually. Yeah. yeah, but like look at Point Break. They re- they just recently remade <laughs> I Point Break. About that. Yeah, exactly. And Poltergeist, they redid that too. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but there's like some movies that are good. Like I thought the Friday the Thirteenth remake was good. That came out like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that stayed pretty true to the. But they're doing a TV series now, um, like Crystal Lake Chronicles or something. It's supposed to be kind of meta about like there's the Friday Thirteenth movies, but then it was supposed to be loosely based upon the thing that happened here, and it's just like. I don't like that sounds this. terrible because that is a horror slasher movie that you don't want to make into a TV show. It's the same premise that I had parts pro- or problems with the Terminator movie, their TV show. I'm like, it's a, it's a hard R movie that involves like a killing machine and you're going to make a TV show about it. It's like you're making a TV show about, I mean, I guess they could kind of get away with it because like, I guess Scream, Scream Queens was pretty successful. And that was all about slashers. Yeah. I don't know. The whole Ryan Murphy thing. I just... I'll probably watch whatever the newest season of American Horror Story is, like later in the year. See, I've never watched any of that stuff. Like, I like I'll, I'll give them credit that they that he brought back the idea that hey, this this only has to exist for one season, and then we're going to do something completely different. That was that was that's a very British idea for television. Yeah, but it doesn't also, really happen in the U.S. audience markets too much. Yeah, but he also does a good job of Tarant- Tarantinoing the universe, the sh- the seasons. With little clues in between. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and they finally admitted, like, hey, it is kind of connected. Oh, yeah, But, but each story is supposed to be kind of standalone. Yeah. So you don't ultimately know what's going to happen to the characters. And that makes the tension go all the way through. So I'll give them respect for that. I just, that's a whole other kettle of fish. I'm like, people like it. I don't understand why. That's me. So, um, but yeah, like, so uh, I hope to talk about the X-Files a- as the show itself at some point here in the future when Joe watches, like, an episode or two. Um, cause I feel like, cause the, the episodes I pointed out to you, I think there's gonna be some fun to talk about. Like I like, so you said you just never, you watched a little bit growing up, but you never really got into it, which is surprising to me because it seems like that's kind of in your wheelhouse. Like, you know, monster of the week, trippy stuff, yeah. you know, some humor. And it's like, you love Dr. Who and they have monsters every week and it's, it's fully humor. So it feels like, I know. And, and also the guy that, um, the guy's taking over the showrunner of who the one did Torchwood. He said X-Files influenced him greatly making Torchwood. So a- anyway, so Enough about, I guess, nostalgia. Um, when I say that, because that's actually completely opposite of what's about to happen here. So we're going to play a quick game, because um, you know it's it's been um, what what <laughs> someone calling you, letting you know we're over now. The show's over. Yeah, <laughs> wrap it up. No, yeah, it's the lights on here. So we're going to do this. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. (laughs) 
And we're going to keep that because of Lemmy. So. <laughs> and, and because Triple H just took the, the title back for the 14th time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, besides, you know, I don't want H coming in here being all like angry. Be like, don't use my theme song. And you know what? He did come back to that, uh, the original Motorhead song when okay. he came out in Royal Rumble. So I thought that was really cool because for a while he was using a different intro music, um, which, yeah, which was still, I think, Lemmy. But um, I noticed that when like when he came out. Well, because that's more of the Attitude Era stuff, right? Like, yeah, uh, that like, was his, which was cool. Because like anytime I remember Motorhead would come to the pay per view and play that song live when he came out, and I thought okay. that was cool as hell. That is cool. Yeah, to, I mean, like, like I, not just have your music cue, but the band who wrote your music and sang it is there to play your music when specifically you come out. for your one yeah. thing. It's like we're going to show up and just we're going to play your one song. Yeah, like I, you know, I want to get that popular where I have a band just come out and play my song, and then I come out and that's and we come out and podcast like we have our intro music. <laughs> Like, just coming on down here, you know, like, I don't know what my song would be, but, uh, like, the Humpty Dance, I don't know. Like, some of the Digital Underground's no, still alive. I don't know. But just whatever. One of, one of them isn't around anymore. But uh, anyway, so, um, and I say, like, oh, we're wrapping up this, this nostalgia talk. But, so, I thought I'd just quiz Joe on some Star Wars, just because, it's you know, it's been 15, 20 minutes since we talked about it. So, um, I found a quiz. It's supposed to be a hard quiz for Star Wars fans. And hopefully, well, Joe can see the questions, but not you know, really. not really. Okay, so I, um, I, I, my eyes are getting old. <laughs> I can see, I can see the multiple choice. I can't see what the things are. Oh wow! Um, I d- don't drive at night. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I, you should be. I, I'm worried for you. Like, I mean, how can I you d- see a womp rat and shoot it like at, at distance? I don't shoot womp rats. <laughs> so it's it's a few questions here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to cheat. You guys no, are gonna no, have to take my word. There's, I mean. I'll, I'll click on your answer and then we'll find out if you're right or wrong. So, oh, okay. Um, uh, here's the first question. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Um, but where was Obi-Wan Kenobi referring to in star Wars? Moss Eisley. Yep. Let's see here where you're right. Right. Okay. How was George Lucas said to have given R 2 D to his name? Options are, it was from his postcode. It was part of the number plate for his grandpa's car. Uh, from a film editing abbreviation, real two dialogue two. Film editing. That's correct. So far, Joe's two for two. All right. Um, exactly. Really, these questions seem like these aren't really hard questions. I know some of these. Exactly what made the Kessel Run in less than twelve parsecs? The Millennium Fall. Okay. Yep. From which planet is Han Solo? Corellia. Yep. All right. This is a really hard <laughs> quiz here. What is the name of Luke's friend from Tatooine who was killed during the attack on the Death Star? Biggs Darklighter. <laughs> like Paul's like, that's one of the options. No, I like it's like Huff Darklighter, Wedge Darklighter, Biggs. I, I like Huff Darklighter. Well, Wedge is definitely a, a trick question, but it's Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles is in the battle. Yeah, so, but but who's Biggs, Huff Darklighter? Biggs. The, I don't know. It just sounds like like this was like what happened to Darklighter? Hey, he's over there. Just got some gas. Just don't. He's it's Huff Darklighter. There's yeah. a really cool deleted scene that they had with, with Biggs and um Luke from ep, uh, episodes four. Where you first meet him, and Biggs is telling him how he's going to the academy. See, that would have made more sense in that movie, as opposed yeah, to it gives you it gives you more of a, a, a like a like a kind of like oh man, Biggs is you know this when you when he dies, you you feel a little bit better because you well it's, you know, it's just like not feel better, that, like, but you know that kind of like that went off to go play college football. It's like I'm going to go do that, yeah. and it's like that feels better than just like. I'm some kid that lives out in a sand farm, and now suddenly I'm leading this troop of, of flyers. Like it just 
They but, also have a scene too where he's watching the be- the Star Destroyer attack the Tanative Four. Okay. So like he's on Tatooine with a pair of goggles, and he can see in that lower atmosphere like it's shooting Leia's ship, and then okay, like, it tractor beaming it, and then like he stops watching it, and then he goes to what or he goes to Biggs's house, and then he talks to him about going to the thing. I I think that would have actually helped, but that's, I do yeah. too. So so. <laughs> What what was Luke Skywalker's call sign in the same assault? Red five. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> You're like, it's the next question. Anyway, next, here's some more trivia for you. Question. This yeah. is like when we did Corky's. That was just like here. Yeah, when we did here. Star Wars Day at Corky's, and then you won the Greedo bobblehead that we have here in our wonderful uh, studio. I'm gonna get another one. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be extra row bobbleheads that you'll win each year. Uh, in the Empire Strikes Back, which creature attaches themselves to the Millennium Falcon? Minoc. Yeah. See, if I know the answer to these questions, they're not hard questions. Um, I know what a Minoc is. Uh, in the same film, <laughs> who was shockingly referred to as a stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Uh, Han Solo. That's correct. Man, these are so hard. Uh, what was Han's famous response to Leia's love you declaration? I know. You should have screen- you should have screened these. That's yeah, why I said well, look, I don't look know. through them. Like, I, I, I like the options for this one. Really? Question mark. I know. And he said nothing. Just kissed her. I, I like the really. Like I love you. Really? Really? Yeah. But I'm a scruffy looking. It would have been better if you'd been like you'd be like Psh, I know. Psh. I know it. All right. Um, what was the code name given to the Return of the Jedi by the movie makers to keep fans off the scent during filming? Blue Harvest. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's ever seen Family Guy Family now, Guy. right? Yeah. Um, how old did Yoda say he was in The Return of the Jedi? Uh, 800. Uh, wrong. You got one wrong. It's 900. 900. Oh, oh like, look at that. I guess these questions are getting harder. That <sighs> was <is> wrong. <laughs> uh, what creature did Luke Skywalker kill in Jabba's palace? Rancor. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, a death claw, rancor, death claw, whatever, same, same, same thing. thing. Um, and who eventually had the honor of killing off Jabba the Hutt? Leia. And the Phantom Menace. Here we go. Some some prequel stuff, right? Um, which leading British actor was cast as Baal Organa? Uh, was it Bail Organa? Sorry, but ended up on the cutting room floor when his scenes were edited from the final version. Wait, wait, hold on. So, who was oh. Bail Organa and the Phantom Menace? But they were oh, cut. so he was cut. Yeah, and so then they, have, they um, cast Jimmy Smith. Yeah, uh, Adrian Dunbar, Brendan Gleeson, or Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy? Um, is that who you think? Yeah. Oh. Adrian Dunbar, whoever that is. Yeah, look at that. Oh, look at me not knowing Phantom Menace stuff. <laughs> That's an, whatever. I thought I'll forgive you for that. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, and which British future leading lady played Queen Amidala's decoy and bodyguard of the Phantom oh, Menace? Kira. Wait, the, we did this one as trivia. This was a trivia yeah. one, so we know this. Kira Knightley. Yeah. If you've been listening to the show, you would know that one. You're welcome, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, which star of Victoria Wood, as seen on TV, had a cameo appearance in the Phantom Menace? What? Uh, Duncan Preston. Julie Waters or Celia Emery? Emery? I don't know. It's I don't know. Celia? This is a guess. I don't even know sure. what that is. You're right. Boom. <laughs> I used the force for that one. I don't know what that question was. Uh, the son of Welsh legend Sir Harry Seacombe had a role in The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, but for which character did Andrew Seacombe provide the voice? Watu, Jar Jar Binks, or Boss Nass? I don't know who this guy is. 
I'm going to say Watto. Okay. So, but I, know it's Menace, not, I know it's not Jar Jar because Ahmed Best was Jar Jar and he did the. That's true. Everything. So, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. So, Watto wasn't. Was he in Attack of the Clones? Yeah, he was because he goes back to Tatooine when he's grown up. Oh, with yeah. Padme and, and he, like, Watto's all, like, washed up. And Boss Nass is only in the first one anyway. Yeah, you're right. So does Watto. Hey, yeah. look at that. Process elimination. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the family link between. Dennis Lawson, Wedge Antilles in episodes uh, four through six, and Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan, episodes one through three. Um, so what's what, what's the uncle? Uh, uncle and nephew? Yeah. Okay, let's see here. And you're right. Yeah, see, I, I can't even see what the multiple choices okay. are. But. Um, when he was cast as Mace Windu, Samuel L. Jackson's special request was that his lightsaber was which color? Purple. Yeah. And he had also had to say, uh, badass MFR is what it said on it. Which, which one's your lightsaber? Yeah, that one. It says badass MFR on it. Um, and I know the whole thing for that was that he just really wanted one that he could see on the big fights, right? To see that it was himself. Mm-hmm. And he actually argued like, oh, no, I could have a purple one because X, Y, Z. They're like, that's right, Sam Jackson. You could just have that. Like, I, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, because yeah. like, who else is it? Is there ever going to be another purple lightsaber in Star Wars? Probably not. That, if yeah. they do, then, I, then I'm going to be kind of upset. Then Sam Jackson better show up from the dead and take it back from him. Um, which two actors appear in all six Star Wars movies playing the same role? Oh, three PO or Kenny Baker and Anthony Daniels. And you're right. Um, and Attack of the Clones, Darth uh, Tyrannus is also known by which name? Count Dooku. Oh, that's a stupid name. <laughs> People call him Count Doo-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of cool lightsabers, though, I don't know why you had that weird, like, bent lightsaber, but that was cool looking. It was like, supposed to be a more aggressive style. Yeah. Like, for attack. Ventress had those, too. Oh, okay. She had two of them. Um, who was the mother of young Jedi, Anakin? Um, Shmi. Yeah. All right, last question. You've gotten one wrong so far. I got two. You got two wrong? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, he was the Kalvakian monkey lizard employed as court, court jester. Salacious by... crumb. And that's just right. I didn't even finish the question. <laughs> that's fine. And you got 21 out of 23, and it says replay quiz, and I'm going to say never again. Wow, that was, oh. um, that was a really hard Star Wars quiz. You know what? If you guys, if you guys find a good Star Wars quiz, uh, send Please. it to us an email or Twitter or Facebook, uh, just, you know, to hear us do it out on the show, because um, I like the Star Wars challenges. Sometimes they get a little crazy, like the ones, it's like, this British actor was on this show, and then they had, like, a yeah, it's a like, friend who did the craft services catering for episode two, and it's like... <laughs> it's like, so-and-so had this gun in what hand in this scene? It's like, I don't know that stuff. See, that you know? kind of stuff I would actually have to rack my brain for. Yeah. Or, like, you- the model of the gun or the ship. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, no, but like the first thing I, I looked at, it was like five questions. You're like, don't ask me that one. And it was like, supposed to be like this really hard Star Wars quiz. And then the first first one was, what does TIE stand for in TIE Fighter? And I'm like, well, Joe's going to get this one right anyway. <laughs> and it was just like, all right, we're not using this quiz. And then I found that really hard one we just took that was not hard at all. So uh, anyway, um, uh, please, please, please check out our Facebook page, Invasion of the Podcast. Uh, our Twitter at Invading Podcast at, um, well, it's at gmail.com. That's our, our email address as well. Um, like I, we like talking on the Twitter and having some fun with some uh, fake hashtags. And, and I don't think I'm getting Twitter updates on my phone 
Because oh. I, I feel like some stuff gets... Maybe people just start talking to us. No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> I'll go back in and I'll look at it. And then it's like it, it gets... Ro- I don't know. It I, I get notifications maybe because I clear them. Maybe that's why you don't see them. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, just... That might be why. Yeah. I, okay, as long as you're getting them and responding to them. Because, like, I look back and I'm just like, wait, I didn't see this message. <laughs> yeah, I just, I shill. I shill really badly. Like, thanks for the follow. Wink. You know, like, no, that's, everybody. No, that's yeah. perfectly good. Like, I, um, I, that's what I would be doing. But yeah. apparently you're on top of that. I, I'm just a Twitter whore. I need, I, need to, I need to slack more at work and just sit there and look at Twitter. That, that's all I do, I guess. I just sit at work and just look at Twitter. I just, uh... I, you know, they'll figure me out eventually. I'll be you out of the job. You know what's driving me crazy, right though, is, like, because I don't have a Facebook account anymore, um, like, my f- the Facebook I have logged onto my phone, it keeps, like, looking at my contact list, and it's like, here, this person's on Facebook, too. I'm like, no, 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 no. That doesn't work like that. Like, <laughs> it's I'm, trying to bring you back in. So yeah, like, it's yeah. it's like, you know this person, and they're on Facebook, too. I'm like, technically, no, I know them, not, not you. Like, That's weird. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. I how much we let technology into our day-to-day lives and don't think about it, which I know you've been actively trying to fight that for your personal, like social media stuff. Um, and then me, I have, you know, like I, I have a Facebook, I didn't do whatever. I was like cat photos. I'll post cat photos every day. It's fine. But, uh, no, it is weird. And I think that would be a good thing to talk about some point in regards to the X files. When we get to it. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. What <laughs> social media? No, well, just being like how much you let like information be known and, and like what's out there and mm-hmm. how easy it is to find you. And it's like all that techno paranoia that a lot of that. Oh, is well, I'm sure whoever can reverse engineer from like me. Cause like when I set up like most of our accounts, it's usually like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair, but, uh, I'm just telling everybody out there how to do it. And yeah. And then somehow and here's our password right now. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, everything is going to be shut down from the podcast and all our credit cards are compromised. <laughs> now. <laughs> and somehow I just have no pants. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, please hit us up on the social media. Um, Joe may talk to you. He may also just be like, have a tin hat on and hide in a box and not talk to you. I don't know. I will talk to you though, for sure. Um, and just ha- have a safe week. I'm not going to even try like a fun outro catchphrase we're working on it it's like you know like i'll get there eventually. I, no we we have a good one yeah we're gonna get you we're gonna get you we're gonna get you next week just you know you now that i think about it that, that doesn't make you. that much sense because if they haven't listened to us we haven't gotten them but if they did listen to us then we got them never mind i'm overthinking it